1: Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your engine! For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, Dave Buchanan.
2: Good morning, race fans. 11.02 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always, as we are down to the, uh, I think, final four. Final four shows of the season. That means four more Sundays without Bill's regular season football here on WGR. As uh, the season getting closer, one preseason game under their belts, two big trades under their belts already. And... Who knows what the 2017 season will bring, but you still got four more Sunday mornings with us here on WGR. back in studio this week after our uh, road trip to Watkins Glen last Sunday. We'll talk a bit about that in just a second, but want to let you know that the phone lines are open here this morning, 803-0550, 888 550 550 Phone lines are open if you want to chat about anything going on in the world of motorsports, especially if you went to the Glen last weekend. I'd love to hear from you. What did you think about the qualifying and race in the one day? What did you think about that? Uh, What did you think about the 3 o'clock start time for the race? Luckily, it was the fastest cup race in modern history, so you didn't get out there much too much later than maybe the last couple of years because there was no gigantic wreck that caused a red flag like we've seen the last couple of years of Watkins Glen. So it didn't go as long as it could have, but uh, still, three o'clock start time a little bit later than in recent history for Watkins Glen. So, if you were there last weekend, I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Uh, did 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 it affect you for furt- uh, future races at the Glen? Uh, you know, Michael Printup said on our show, and he said it elsewhere. You know, he's not real thrilled about the three o'clock start times and, and what he's hearing from his uh, ticket buyers for the Glen. So again, if uh, just love to hear your thoughts on how the weekend went, and uh, if the schedule affected what you might do in the future with Watkins Glen International, or maybe it didn't affect you at all. Maybe you were you were fine. What well, you got, still got home at a decent time, in your opinion, or you didn't have to go to work on Monday, so you didn't mind get home maybe a little bit later. Uh, again, would love to hear your thoughts. Eight zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. And what'd you think of the the fuel strategy that played out there at the end of the race last Sunday with? Truex, Keselowski, and Blaney all trying to stretch their feel right to the end. It did not work for the two in the 21, but Truex had just enough. Actually, he had more than just enough because he did a lot of burnouts after the race and was still able to drive the car to victory lane. Uh, but Martin Truex getting the win last Sunday, his first cup win at Watkins Glen, his fourth win of the season as he continues to lead the point standings and has the uh, series uh, lead in wins for the 2017 season. Coming up on today's show, besides your phone calls, uh, coming up in about 10 minutes or so, we're going to go live to Michigan International Speedway. Of course, that's where the cup race is today, and uh, you'll be able to hear it right here on WGR coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon, live coverage from the Motor Racing Network for today's race at Michigan. And... Uh It'll be uh, Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano on the front row and all Ford front row, but we'll go live to Michigan and we're going to talk to uh, Charlie Crawl. Charlie is uh, the public address announcer at the Michigan International Speedway. of uh, Follower of the sport, also the voice of the Arca Racing Series. We'll talk to Charlie in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, special guest, uh, the most recent winner in Nitro Funny Car on the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. J.R. Todd's going to check in with us. They're on a bit of a break, uh, well, one week, weekend off for NHRA before they get back to business. They're coming off their West Coast Swing. And uh, JR picked up the win at Sonoma last weekend, so uh, they got a week off. But J.R. is gracious enough to uh, spend some time with us here at the bottom of the hour. So really excited to talk to funny car driver J.R. Todd at 1135. But again, still time for your phone calls to eight zero three zero 550 888 550 We're on Twitter. Send us a tweet at FastTrack550. Actually, Sean already tweeting us. Asking who we like today at Michigan. Well, we'll get to that in a minute, Sean. Also, uh, Facebook.com slash WGR fast track is where we are in the Facebook world if you want to, ch- uh, check in with us there as well. But a great time, uh, to do the show live with the Glenn last week. I apologize for some, I guess there were some audio issues. Uh, I had the unit a little bit, the volume up a little too much on the unit. I couldn't tell in my headphones. So, but I was getting, that was the feedback I was getting from Mike back here in the studio. So I apologize for that, but what a, f- Blast that was doing a two-hour show live from the Glen, and obviously not the first time we did it because we did it last year for the IndyCar race, but still cool to be there uh, for the Na- for the NASCAR race on race day. Uh, just just seeing that mass humanity, like I talked about last week, getting to talk, uh, spending that. Extended chat with Kurt Becker outside the MRN hauler and then hoofing it from the MRN hauler back to the media center in Victory Lane area and uh, crashing the tweet up and talking to Alexander Rossi and Landon Castle and Michael McDowell and chatting with some fans from Western New York there. Uh, it was just really cool and, and getting Jeff Gluck and Bob Pockers on there live and in person. Uh, that was really fun. So I'm, I'm glad it worked out and, uh, we were able to do the show live because, uh, that wasn't, the, that was, a, that was almost a, that was kind of a last second deal. I want to really thank, uh, Tom Maddy and the engineering department here at Intercom Buffalo for making that happen because originally we weren't going to be able to do the show live, but then I kind of circled back with those folks, uh, the week of, uh, early that week, and said uh, just making sure any of that equipment available, and they said sure. So, um, I'm really, really thankful for them for uh, for making it happen, putting that putting the equipment together so I could take it. And uh it was a blast and looking forward to do it again. And I think we're actually going to do it for the IndyCar race again coming up in a few weeks for our uh, season finale Labor Day weekend. I think we're going to do that one live from the Glen for the IndyCar race, which is coming up in just a few short weeks. So uh, stay tuned as uh, we hammer out the details for that and uh, hopefully do one more live show from the Glen here in 2017. So moving on, of course, to, to Michigan today, as I said, It's an all-Pensky front row with Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano. Kevin Harvick starts second today. Matt Kenseth is third. Matt, of course, finishing second to Truex last weekend at the Glen, trying to track him down. But, unfortunately, Truex had just enough gas to make it across the finish line, and Kenseth had to settle for second, still sitting on the bubble as the last driver in on points to make the playoffs with uh, 13 different winners here in 2017. Chase Elliott is starting fifth today. Kyle Busch, sixth. Jamie McMurray, Eric Jones. Kyle Larson, who has won the last two races at Michigan. He starts ninth today, fresh off of running the Knoxville Nationals last night, the big spring car race in Knoxville, Iowa. He finished second to Donnie Schatz, and uh, he got a, a special, uh, I guess we could say, dispensation from Chip Ganassi to go run that. He uh, Whatever his contract states when it comes to him running spring car races, he can do it during the week. He just can't do it on weekends. And because Kyle won, I think it was Thursday night up there, Wednesday or Thursday night, he won a feature at Knoxville, which qualified him for the big Knoxville Nationals A-Main on Saturday. Uh, thanks to he, uh, Kyle and also maybe the social media word for, world for bonding together and uh, putting enough pressure on Chip Ganassi to allow Kyle to to leave Michigan on Saturday and go to uh, Knoxville and run the big Knoxville National Sprint Car Race last night. He finished second to Donnie Schatz, and now he'll start ninth today in today's cup race. Denny Hamlin uh, rounds out the top ten starters. Other notable names in the field. Uh, Clint Boyer starts 11th. Clint had a, had a good shot at the Glen uh, right before the, the field strategy started to come into play, Clint was right there. Unfortunately, it did not work out for him in the end, but a good run for Clint. He'll start 11th. Blaney is 12th. Truex 13th. Kurt Busch starts 15th. Daniel Suarez starts 16th today. Dale Jr. in his final Michigan start is uh, 19th. Jimmy Johnson 22nd. Casey Kane 23rd. And that'll uh, about do it for uh, notable names in the field for today's race. But uh, speaking of Casey Kane, of course. We have now officially know that Casey is out of the 5 car for 2018. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports making that official, and then shortly thereafter announcing that William Byron will move to the Cup Series in 2018 to drive the 5 car. We thought maybe he'd go to the 88, but that went to Alex Bowman, but... Uh, Byron now will get the promotion from the Xfinity Series, where he's been a winner this year in his rookie year, and he'll become a full-time rookie in the Cup Series in 2018. So now you've got another veteran driver uh, without a ride for next year. You've got Matt Kenseth, you have Casey Kane, and you potentially, well, right now you have Kurt Busch, who's technically a free agent as uh, Stuart Haas Racing not picking up his option uh, although they said they, they'd like to see him back in the 41 next year. That has still not been done. And, uh, you know, he apparently has other offers in the table. But as of right now, Kurt Bush also a free agent. Danica Patrick could potentially be a free agent. Her contract, it just hinges on sponsorship. She has said, and right now she doesn't have any for 2018. So now you're seeing again another, uh, youth movement here in NASCAR where uh, more uh, younger drivers are moving into these seats and we are seeing some big name veteran drivers without rides for next year and I mean two of them are former series champions in Kenseth and Kurt Busch Uh, albeit it's been more than 10 years since either won a championship they're still quality drivers these aren't you know Darrell Waltrip in the late 90s championship drivers these are while they're on the backside of their career, they're still legitimate candidates to win a race and two drivers that are going to be in the playoffs this year, uh, including the Daytona five hundred winner from this year and Kurt Bush. Uh is it's unbelievable the, the the shift here that uh that is going on right now with these big name veteran drivers without a ride. And uh it's it's get it's very it's showing that the system is kind of broken in our sport right now with the the, the the bust of the of the NASCAR bubble in the early 2000s, leading to these uh, hard times in finding sponsorship, the increasing costs surrounding the sport, whether it's the you know the the new cars that they've brought in over recent years, everything that has changed, uh, the the rising cost of the sport, and it has led to the system being broken. Now, uh, even more so, it is no longer uh, getting a ride in, in the most in the, the highest of series in in the sport of NASCAR, it no longer predicates on talent alone. It's uh, strictly uh, it's a dollars and cents thing, and who can bring the best sponsorship. When you have uh, Matt Kenseth and Kurt Busch right now sitting on the sidelines, but Paul Menard uh, has already found another ride for next year, just because he brings all that sponsorship money with him. It's it's very it's very frustrating for me as uh, someone who follows this sport is a still consider himself a fan of the sport uh it is it's very frustrating for me to to see that uh to see these level of drivers um n- not being able to to find rides for next year versus drivers that might be lesser deserving uh to do so i mean it's great you know it's great to see the the young talent i i've been loving you know watching look at daniel suarez this the what he's progressed here in the second half of the season he's up to 15th in the point standings uh, unfortunately, he'll need a win to make the the playoffs. Still, but still, what he has become, he's the highest rookie in the points innings now. It's it's been great. Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, you know, all these young guys talking about it. And but now it, it's starting to get to the point where it's it's like the truck in the Xfinity series. All these young drivers come in, and it's they're just paying their way in, and, and it's going to get. I'm afraid it's going to get like the Xfinity truck series where i mean it, it there's so much turn it's so much turnover in those two series like every two years there's a new crop of young kids and the crop that was there before them most of them have washed out because the dollar the dollars have run out on their rides you know uh and it, you just can't keep track of who's who in the sport and both series you know are are struggling to to Put together a core, a group of stars to make them attractive for people to tune in every week. To, besides to see what Cup drivers might be racing against them, you know, um, Gibbs has got a great development program, putting all these different kids in their cars in the Xfinity series. But y- you've never heard of s- some of them, or are they only in it once or twice a year? I mean, yeah, it was great to see Ryan Priest win in a Joe Gibbs car, but he only got two, two, or he's going to get a third race now out of it. But you know, I would, I would like to see someone in that car full time I guess and uh be able to run for the series championship and uh you know make a name for themselves so we have a, a group of stars that are are that pertain to the Xfinity series or pertain pertain to the truck series and there are there are some of those guys but I just don't think there is uh, enough of them right now uh, in either series, and like I said, they're not going to be around very long. They're either going to be able to take the money and run to the next level, which would be the the Cup Series if you're in the Xfinity Series, or they wash out. And uh, you know, it's like, where's where did Gray Galden go? You know, it's it's just um, just very very. Uh, I guess frustrating again, as someone that follows the sport, someone that's a fan of the sport, is that the, the system is broken right now, and, and unfortunately there, there's no n- there's no way to solve it. I guess without throwing some more major changes at the sport, something to reduce the cost. I guess that these teams have to run every week um, for, for these teams to run every week that to, to change it. Uh, to, to change the sport, it would require some major changes that would have to totally throw off the current business model. Uh, before we get to, to Charlie Crawlout in Michigan, let's grab a quick phone call here. Trey and Clarence is on the line. Trey or Tony, excuse me, Tony and Clarence. Good morning, Tony.
1: Yeah, I think this is an inevitable development within the system. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, like in baseball, they have farm teams. So players that are in the majors, they eventually... You know, go ebb and flow, and there's always a change in the guard there. Mm. Also, you have to ask yourself, does that individual uh, bring with it the sponsorship? Yes. Or does the sponsorship bring the individual? So, you know, you you see that all the time. I mean, like Jeff Gordon, he retired. Somebody took his place, you know. Uh, This gave another person a chance. How many great drivers are out there that never get to this level, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, just go by the wayside. Right? But the inevitability is, and also, you, would would it not be better if they just stopped the 40, 40 cars in a race instead of 43?
2: Yeah, no, that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with 40 car fields. That does not affect my, uh, my viewing habits at all. Tony, thank you for the phone call. I'm fine with, with 36 car fields. I mean, what, what does those four, five extra cars m- mean? It's just a few more back markers you're not going to see on television anyway. Now, if they got enough cars to, if they're sending home tons of cars, fine, expand the field. But as of right now, they're barely getting 38 to show up on a weekly basis. So it, that, the size of the field does not impact it. Tony, thanks for the phone call. Let's go to the AT&T hotline, though, and go head out to Michigan, where today's race is taking place, and uh, want to welcome Charlie Crawl to the show from the Michigan International Speedway and the ARCA Racing Series. Charlie, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning, my friend.
3: Dave it's great to finally talk to you man
2: hey it's uh, been a long time and you are uh, I know you got a busy weekend there at Michigan International Speedway but right off the top here uh, this uh this Northeast Midwest swing Pocono the Glen Michigan you know always the threat of rain seems to hang over this part of the country this time of year and uh, it looks like for the third Sunday in a row uh, the folks at NASCAR are getting real lucky with the weather it's gonna be a great day in Michigan it sounds like
3: it is picture-perfect, man. Uh, you could not have asked for a better day. It's going to be about 78 degrees, a few white puffy clouds, no threat of rain whatsoever. It is a gorgeous day in the Irish Shills. I'm loving it.
2: Well, uh, how about today's race at Michigan? Uh, some, some interesting comments coming out of qualifying after the Fords took the top three spots with Kozlowski, Logano, and Harvick. But Brad stirring up the Toyota folks, saying they're doing a little bit of sandbagging. Uh, what? How do you think it's going to play out come race time? Is Brad going to be proved right here?
3: I don't know what Brad's true motives were right there. Maybe he was just wanting to get under his good friend Kyle Busch's skin a little bit. <laughs> hopefully it worked. <laughs> but uh, I will tell you, based on what I saw in practice, it, all, all three manufacturers have a good shot at pulling off a victory here today. Brad's car is very fast. Uh, some of the Toyotas have been really fast as well. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be anybody's game today. It's, it really will be. So we'll just have to let them run 200 laps, 400 miles, and see who shakes out on top.
2: Yeah, and of course, uh, the guy who's won the two most recent races out there at Michigan, Kyle Larson, who's, like I said at the top of the show, fresh out of uh, running the sprint car last night in Knoxville. Kyle's been a, a bit of a a downward trend here the last few weeks in the Cup Series. They had that penalty pr- penalty problems, too, as well for NASCAR. Do you think uh, he, he steps up to the plate today and returns to his Michigan form? Do, do we see the 42 as a big factor here this afternoon?
3: He was one of the fastest cars in practice all day on Friday. He looked really good again on yesterday, and he gets around this place as good as anyone. So uh, if there is a place where Kyle Larson can break this little mini slump that he's got going on, it's going to be here. I mean, he's, he's won you know, a couple of times here. He's won out at Fontana, which is very similar to yep. Michigan. If there, If it's going to happen, it's going to be here.
2: Charlie Kroll joining us live from the Michigan International Speedway. Uh, somebody else, of course, to watch for who could really use a win, that's Chase Elliott. He's got a, a nice little streak. I think it's like three straight second-place finishes out there at Michigan. And uh, while he he can make the playoffs on points, I'm sure he'd sleep a little bit easier if he could get a win here before the regular season is out.
3: Yeah, and he puts a lot of pressure on himself, too. Chase is one of those guys that uh, you know doesn't like to make excuses for what's going on with his race team and his performance. and. I think he would rest a lot easier if he had that first win. It could happen here. His dad got around this place really well. Yep, extremely popular up here. Um, the other guy that really needs to get a win today is someone who already has a win, but it didn't count towards the playoffs. Joey Logano. Oh yeah, the the encumbered win at uh, Richmond earlier in the year is is just absolutely annihilated his playoff chances. He doesn't have us really any hope at all to make it in on points. He has got to win a race. And he has come into a place where he has had a lot of success. He qualified very well. He races very well here. Uh If I had to pick somebody to go to victory lane today, Joey Logano would be my guy.
2: Yeah, he's 95 back of Kenseth, so mathematically he's starting to run out of options. And, yeah, it, it's a do-or-die situation for the 22 team. Do you think today with, the, with it being a, a, well, they can't, not pit pit without going a lap down. But do you think we'll see a lot of strategy come into play today with some of those teams, like maybe the 22 uh, taking some chances with the strategy here with the stages today?
3: I think you will see some teams. I mean, when the pit road closes with two laps to go in a stage, and I think you will see some drivers come on down pit road with three laps to go, especially the ones that are in contact with the leaders. Um, You can make a pit stop here and maybe stay on the lead lap. If, things kind of shake out the right way Mm. um and if you if you're very efficient and get it on and off pit road uh very well um you may see somebody make that gamble today i don't know if you know the guys who are on the bubble will have that luxury but you know maybe somebody who has already been locked in like a martin truex and just go out and, and race for a win he may be able to be in a position to do something like that
2: Charlie, uh, you talked about the popularity of Chase Elliott and uh, earlier this week, the, the topic of popular drivers, well, all week, I guess, since Tuesday, the to- topic of driver popularity has been uh, a kind of a hot button issue in the NASCAR world after Kevin Harvick talked about the, that uh, Dale Jr.'s popularity without the results on the track may have stunted the growth in the sport of recent years. Uh, what did you make of those comments? And, and, you know, and, and it's kind of sparked a little war of words between Kevin's camp and, and the Earnhardt camp here back and forth this, this week.
3: You know, I don't necessarily think that Kevin Harvick is wrong. Um, I think the, the out-of-control, upward spiral, pop, spiral of popularity for Dale Earnhardt Jr., Certainly hasn't helped the other drivers in yep. sports, but the one, the, the the one thing that I think Kevin might not have expressed properly is that it's not necessarily Dale Earnhardt's fault. Yeah, that happened. You know, it's you know it, it's the media people and the the television broadcasts and the radio broadcasts. Sure. you know, focused on him uh, even when he wasn't necessarily performing as well as he would have liked to have been. Um, and I understand why they did that. You know, And anytime you wrote about Dale Earnhardt Jr., you were going to get page clicks. And anytime you talked about them, you know, people were going to tune in, you know, it makes sense for them uh, on a business perspective in that moment, but what's going to happen next year when he's not gone. And Oh, by the way, we don't have any other drivers that <laughs> are, are transcendent and are easily recognizable. You know, how are we going to drive page clicks and views when, you know, Kevin Harvick is the lead guy and, you know, he he has one twentieth the popularity that Dale Earnhardt Jr. had. You know, so you know it's it's a balance. We want all of the top performing drivers to get that attention. Um, I think it just it makes more business sense for the sport as a whole for it to be like that. And it actually makes more business sense for the uh, the broadcasters and the media groups who, who cover the sport to do it that way as well. But. Uh, you know, that that uh, toothpaste is out of the tube, Dave. I don't know if we're going to be able to get that one
2: back in. <laughs> hey, Charlie, before we let you go, a couple things real quick. Uh, much like Watkins Glen, the atmosphere at Michigan is one of the best in the sport, uh, a great camping atmosphere, uh, one of our morning show hosts. Uh, last year, he went to, I think, the June race. He camped there, his first NASCAR race. He loved it. And uh, I know the folks in the Irish Hills always have a good time when NASCAR comes to town.
3: I will tell you, they actually... The biggest campground in the state of Michigan is Michigan International Speedway. You should see how many campers are in the infield and out in the lots outside the racetrack. It is it is a great atmosphere, and it's it's almost like you're in a national park. I mean, I'm up in the tower right now, and as far as I can see, there's nothing but green. You know, we've got trees that are just literally, as far as the eye can see, there are a couple of state parks that are actually within walking distance of the racetrack. Uh, Lots of campgrounds. It's just a, it's a beautiful place to be. It's, it's, if I could have picked a, I couldn't have picked a better place to build a racetrack. <laughs> honestly, it's just, it's, it's got a great feel to it. Just much like Watkins Glen does. It's just- yep. A beautiful setting for a racetrack.
2: Yeah, if you can't get to the Glen, the, one of your next closest and next best options would uh, make that trip across Canada from Buffalo to Michigan. It's a, Like I said, Jeremy White was up there last year. He had a blast. So it's one of the great facilities of the sport and uh, not far here from Western New York. Charlie, last thing, uh, of course, you work with the ARCA Racing Series. Uh, what's uh, coming up on the ARCA schedule? And I think folks can maybe see you on TV sometime soon, maybe.
3: Uh, I wish they could still see me on TV. <laughs> working on that for next year. All right. <laughs> to me on ARCAracing.com. Uh, I'm going to have the call uh, in a couple of weeks on Labor Day Monday, one of my favorite races of the year down at DeCoin State Fairgrounds. One mile dirt track, Dave.
2: Oh, I love this race. We'll yeah.
3: see anything like it. Uh, we actually have the Springfield Mile coming up next weekend. And uh, that will be on MAV-TV live. That's always a great show to watch. Uh, highly encourage you to check it out. Stock cars on a dirt mile. doesn't get any better. <laughs>
2: Awesome. Great to hear. Uh, I love the ARCA series. I wish they uh, came a little bit closer to Western New York, like when they used to come to uh, Lake Erie Speedway. But That's it. Unfortunately, we'll have to settle to, to listen to you at ARCAracing.com to get our ARCA coverage. Charlie, great to talk to you. Thank you for the time. I know it's a busy morning there in Michigan, but enjoy the race today, and hopefully we can talk again soon.
3: I really appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for having me on.
2: All right. Take care. Charlie Corral from the Michigan International Speedway and the ARCA Racing Series. Uh, he is uh, the, one of the voices of both Michigan and ARCA, and uh, great to catch up with him. we get back, we're going to talk to uh, JR Todd from the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. just picked up his first career funny car win at Sonoma last weekend. We'll talk to JR Todd, all things straight line racing. And still take your phone calls, too, 803-0550, 888 550 We get back here on Fast Track on WGR. Hi, this is Ryan Blaney, driving number 21, Motorcraft Quick Lane Ford. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. Ryan Blaney rolling off 12th today at Michigan. We'll have again have the race today here on WGR coverage coming up at two o'clock courtesy of our friends with the Motor Racing Network right after uh, Nate and Sailor done out at Bill's training camp and uh, again it was Great time uh, catching up with Kurt Becker last week. Just standing outside the uh, the MRN hauler, the uh, their live production studio. That thing is just mammoth. It, it's you know like the size of you never seen it before. It's like the size of one of the the NASCAR cup haulers. But inside, it's you know just a radio station in there pretty much. So it was a uh, great uh, chatting with Kurt. Also had a quick chance before we talked to Kurt. Uh, caught up with uh, our buddy Steve Post, the Postman, and even J- saw Jackeroot over there. And uh, said hello to him, uh, the legendary Jack Root. so it was a, a great time seeing some of the MRN folks uh, last Sunday over at, uh, at Watkins Glen. And how about Kurt giving our, our friends at Batavia Downs some love, too? That, that was really good. They Luckily, the the folks at Batavia Downs were listening, and they heard that last week, so uh, that worked out really well. Uh, 11.35 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track, we're going to be Chatting with J.R. Todd here in just a couple of minutes, NHRA uh, Nitro Funny Car driver picked up his first career Funny Car win a couple of weeks ago at Sonoma as he uh, moved from the top field dragster category over to Funny Car for this season for uh, Team Coletta, Coletta, and we're going to talk to uh, JR hopefully here very soon. When we were talking to Charlie Crawl, there, talked about Brad Keselowski's uh, comments uh, after qualifying on Friday. And uh, Brad saw um, – <laughs> the. here's the direct quote from Brad. We had a strong suspension, suspic- suspicion, easy for me to say, that those guys would kind of tune it down this weekend as to not post a pretty big number in inspection that maybe balance back out the competition. Uh, and potentially that's right because our team hasn't done much differently and those guys are just not as fast as they've been the last few weeks. So Brad kind of hinting that maybe you know Toyota's maybe scaling back a little bit so NASCAR doesn't come down on them. Uh, tightening up the the inspection just before the playoffs start, and uh, you know, you know, just so they can uh, keep whatever package they've got currently going into the playoffs, and that drew a some, uh, some interesting quotes from, especially from Kyle Busch, who called him a blanking moron, and uh, obviously no love lost between Kyle. and... And Brad, especially after they got together at the Interloop last weekend at Watkins Glen. And actually, I, after the race, I, I ran out to Pitt Road with some of the other national reporters. And we all ran over to Kyle to see if he was going to go pay B- Brad a visit after the race. He didn't, though, infor- well, maybe fortunately for him. He went to go chat with A.G. Allmendinger. That was civil, but he did not uh, get into any kind of altercation with Brad Keselowski after the race. Uh, let's go to the AT&T hotline, though, and bring in driver of the DHL Toyota Camry for Kalita Motorsports. Fresh uh, couple of weeks off his first career Nitro Funny Car win in the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. JR Todd joins us here on WGR's Fast Track. J.R., it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning.
0: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on.
2: Not a problem. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time here on your weekend off uh, chatting with us here in Buffalo.
0: Hey, Absolutely. It's uh, nice to have a weekend off after that uh, three-race Western Swing, which uh, was pretty successful for us, but it's uh, once again nice to have some time off and get ready for the these next few races coming up before our playoff
2: yeah first off let, let's let's go back a couple of weeks congratulations uh first off just how did it feel to to break through at sonoma a couple of weeks ago and get your first win in funny car in, in your first season in the, in the class
0: oh man that was huge i mean this has been a a trying season for us and that uh dhl toyota Camry. i mean we've had a a lot of struggles and uh i mean i felt like there was times that i wasn't doing a, a good job driving and giving up runs and then at the same time we just uh we weren't performing at the level we thought we should be and you know our first race of the western swing there in denver we uh we made some good runs throughout the weekend and carried that into uh sonoma once we got back to sea level and and things just clicked that weekend. We got a got a lucky break on on race day against Jack Beckman. But uh, all in all, the performance came around, and uh, it was nice to uh, reward the yellow fellas with a trophy at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> I
2: like that yellow fellas. I like that. Uh, what what do you think has been the, the challenge for you? Is it just may, is making the transition from top fuel to funny car was it a is it a bigger challenge than maybe you expected is it I, i'm not sure if this is like the same team you're using in top fuel last year or, or is it just a matter of just making these transitions from the 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 rail car to to the flopper
0: i mean it's definitely a more challenging transition uh going from the dragster to a funny car i mean i knew it was going to be a challenge but uh the first couple races, it was just a matter of me getting comfortable in the car, making the right adjustments with, uh, you know, the pedals and the steering and uh, the seat angle and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Once we got all, all that figured out, it was just, uh, you know, me getting lapped under my belt and uh, learning how to drive on these things. you got to be more aggressive with the steering wheel, and it just uh, it takes time. But, like I said, at the same time, uh, the performance of the car wasn't where we wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of changed the way we went about the tune-up uh, there at the beginning of this summer and it, it just took some races to figure it out and now it's uh it's finally starting to click and uh, hopefully it, at the right time of the year for us
2: is it a, is it a bigger challenge to keep the funny car straight versus the top fuel car or, you know are you more likely to to smoke the tires and, and lose traction in the funny car compared to how, how you were driving the top fueler
0: oh uh, absolutely i mean a uh, dragster is so much longer than uh the funny car wheelbase yeah that if you were to steer a, a top field or the way you do a funny car i mean you'd flip that thing over <laughs> and no times so uh yeah it's definitely more uh more difficult to keep that funny car in the groove just because of the short wheelbase and uh, you know they're heavier and it, for one they're harder to see out of than uh, a a or with that engine in front of you and sure it's just uh it takes a whole different mindset but at the same time i mean it's a, a lot of fun and it's something that uh i wouldn't trade for the world i mean i keep telling all my uh my sprint car buddies it's uh the closest thing you'll ever get to a dirt track in a straight line it's a uh, it's a lot of fun
2: yeah i noticed you you do a lot of social media posts about sprint car racing i'm sure you were watching the knoxville nationals last night do you have do you have a background in sprint car racing at all or is that are you just a fan
0: Uh more or less just a fan i mean i grew up uh, a couple blocks from a uh, dirt track there in lawrenceburg indiana a lot of usac races uh, take place there so i mean i've followed it ever since i was a kid and gotten to know a a lot of guys in the sport and watched a lot of guys come through uh this way you know kyle larson he's one of my good friends uh watch him uh you know make his name somewhat here in indiana then uh, take it all the way to where he is now so yeah i was definitely <laughs> in watching him at uh at knoxville last night that was uh that was pretty cool to watch
2: i know uh, uh cruz pedragon and gary selsey they they've gone from the the strip to the dirt track Does, that's something in your future do you ever see yourself maybe get behind the wheel of one of those things
0: I mean, anytime there's an opportunity for uh, me to jump in something like that, I usually try to jump all over it. Last year, I went out to uh, Rico Abreu's before uh, the race in Sonoma. We got to, you know, race around in some of those outlaw carts that uh, that he has his own personal track, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, I've uh, messed around with some. Uh, Sprint cars and dirt late models and things like that, but uh, nothing too serious, more or less, just out there having fun by myself.
2: (laughs) JR Todd joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. JR, you talked about your challenges with with your DHL Toyota Camry with uh, Team Coletta, but. I mean, you just look at the, the level of competition that you've got to face week in and wake out. You've got the, the JFR cars with John Forrest, uh, you know, Courtney Force. You've got Ron Caps who's having a hell of a year this year. I think he's got like four national event wins. Matt Hagen is always so strong. I mean, you you got to go up against some of the best that there's ever been right now in drag racing every week
0: yeah absolutely that uh i knew that going into the class that uh you know that funny car was right now probably the most competitive class in uh in all of drag racing i i feel like it's it's been that way the last two or three seasons and just you know qualifying in the top half is a a huge challenge right now i mean with the the d s r cars and the john force racing cars they're they're uh performing at a high level and uh between the two teams i mean they've pretty much uh they've won every race out there this this season except for the one we won there in Sonoma. So that shows uh, how tough it is. But uh, at the same time, I think our uh, Coletta Motorsports cars are, uh, you know, turning the corner and uh, picking up the performance. And, you know, hopefully we can get Alexis uh, in that top ten before uh, the cutoff to the countdown there at uh, Indianapolis. That'd be big for us. And it's uh it's it's exciting times for sure the way that the class has uh, progressed here in the last couple of years
1: yeah
2: you mentioned i was going to say two races left till the countdown to the championship which is nhra's version of, of their postseason with uh, brainerd and of course the the big go the u.s nationals labor day weekend what's your uh, strategy for these next two events is it just uh minding your p's and q's and just trying to earn a maximum points or do you want to go out there and maybe get another win before the the postseason starts
0: Ah oh, man, I'd love to get another win, especially there at uh, Indianapolis. I mean, that's the yep. hometown race for me. I mean, that's the our biggest race this season. We got a uh, a specialty uh, race within the event with the, the tracks a shootout that we're qualified for, where we get the race on Sunday for $100,000. So there's a lot going on between uh, now and the, the countdown. But mainly, we just need to go out there and uh, you know keep going around, uh, try and qualify as high as we can, and maybe gain some of those qualifying points and we're, uh, I think three points behind Tim Wilkerson for eighth. So if we could pass him and just kind of, uh, go some rounds and maintain our spot, we'll be, uh, looking good going into the countdown. And then once, uh, once that happens, if, uh, we can lock in before Indy, that, that'd be nice and just focus on the, the race there at Indy. Then once, uh, Charlotte comes, you know, turn up the wick and then you got to go for broke like those guys did in 2015, where they, I think they won, uh, four events that year and end up winning the championship.
2: J.R. Todd from the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. J.R., I wish, being here in Buffalo, I wish we had more national events closer to us. I mean, Norwalk's not too far. Maybe then Maple Grove or or Epping or English Town. But I wish we had more national events close by to watch you in person. But we uh, love watching you guys on Fox and Fox Sports 1. They're doing a great job with the broadcast. Best of luck the rest of this season. And again, thank you for taking time on an off weekend to talk to us.
0: Hey, absolutely! Thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, we love coming out there to the East Coast. I mean, those fans they're uh, they're diehards and uh, really passionate about drag racing. So that's one uh, one section of the uh, the country we definitely look forward to going on and uh, putting on a show for those guys.
2: Take care, Jr. Thank you. No problem. Thank All right. you. J.R. Todd, again, driver of the DHL Toyota Camry for Kalitta Motorsports in the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series. We get back, we'll uh, hit the local racing roundup, although it's a little bit soggy, as you've seen some of the rains we've had this weekend here in Western New York and Southern Ontario. But we've got a few things to talk about, some midweek races to catch up on and uh, we'll get you set for uh, some busy times here in local racing coming up next weekend. We'll be back with that and more of your phone calls too on Fast Track here on WGR. Hey race fans, it's Dave Buchanan from my friends at Batavia Downs. You need to discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination, as they have over 800 of the hottest and in in-demand video gaming machines, and they're adding new ones all the time there at Batavia Downs. You can go there, play the video game machines, you can check out live harness racing, place wagers on it, grab a bite to eat in one of their great restaurants, and now you can even spend the night, of course, they've got the hotel now at Batavia Downs. Uh, a great day or maybe a great weekend uh, for you and your uh, friends and loved ones if you want to head up there to Batavia Downs. Uh, of course, our favorite part of Batavia Downs here on Fast Track's 34 Rush, that's Thurman Thomas' Sports Bar right inside Batavia Downs Gaming. Grab a bite to eat, watch some sports on all their HD TVs. they roll out the big projection screen for those big events, uh, watch live harness racing, place wagers on it too from right inside there. Uh, it's a great place, 34 Rush, right inside Batavia Downs Gaming. They're open every day, 8 a.m. until 4 a.m., and you can't miss them. They're right off the 3 exit 48, right in Batavia. For more information, be sure to follow Batavia Downs Gaming on Facebook, and Twitter for up-to-date information on all their promotions, and discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination, and tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track.
1: Let's find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track.
2: And let's go back to Tuesday night at the Ranceville Speedway. The Summer Nationals and the week of Matt Shepard in the Niagara region started Tuesday night with a win in the Summer Nationals over Billy Decker and Larry White, Eric Rudolph, Stuart Friesen rounding up the top five. This was a barn burner of a race, especially the first half of the race. Great battle up front between Jimmy Phelps, Billy Decker, Matt Shepard and Stuart Friesen. One of the Better series races we've seen at Ransdaville in the last few years. But Super Matt Shepard coming out on top. Chris Burek won the Sportsman feature. Pete Stefanski got the Street Stock win. The folks at Merrittville got rained out Monday night, so they moved it to Wednesday. And they got the Bob St. uh Senior Memorial 100 in. And once again, it was Matt Shepard getting the win over Gary Lindberg and Billy Decker. Uh, Matt getting a little help with a late caution after Gary Lindberg and Eric, Eric Rudolph tangled while racing for the lead. Uh, Rudolph spun out, and that allowed Shepard to catch up on a restart, and he took advantage to get by Lindbergh to get the victory, so he has got four in a row on the Super Dirt Car Series. Jay Mallory won the Sportsman feature there at Merrittville on Wednesday. Rob Murray another win in the Hoosier Stocks. Tony Kelly getting the win in the four cylinders. Last night was a wash, or excuse me, Friday night was a washout around Western New York. Lancaster, Dragway, Ransomville, Freedom all rained out on Friday night. Last night, Lancaster was a rain out after two heat races, unfortunately. Holland got part of their show in. Uh, Ryan Billy won the Bandolero feature. Josh Marchese winning in the Legends. Bob Bogner winning in the Hornets. The uh, Pro Modifieds, Chargers, and TQ Midgets got uh, their features rained out there at Holland. Genesee Speedway managed to get their show in. Jimmy Johnson, no, not that one, in the Crate Late Models. Kyle Inman in the Sportsman. Matt Smith in the Micro Sprints. Jesse Quartermouse. In the street stocks, James Gayton in the mini stocks, Bailey Logsden in the Bandits last night there at Genesee Speedway, Merrittville Speedway last night, Jay Moulton getting the win in the mini stocks, Dave Bailey, his eighth win of the year in the Hoosier stocks, Tyler Winger in the Mod Lights, Gord McIntosh in the Novice Sportsman, Rob Knapp in the Sportsman, and Ryan Susie getting the win his second of the year in the 358 Modifieds over Scott Wood, Gary Lindbergh, Chad Brockman, and Tommy Flanagan last night there at the Merrittville Speedway. Tonight, Humberstone Speedway, they've got a full show, including the Southern Ontario Sprint Cars. That gets going about uh, 6.30 there out in uh, Port Colborne, Ontario. But yeah, Matt Shepard is on flare. Unfortunately for Matt, while he's winning, Billy Decker is finishing right behind him. So Matt, while he's moved up to third in the Super Dirt Car points innings, did not take much out of Billy Decker's points lead. So he trails by 105 points, but Billy's still got to deal with Larry White. But, uh, they still got all us the few more races this month and into September and October. so if uh, Matt can stay hot and maybe Billy Decker has some bad luck, Matt Shepard can uh, close the gap and overcome that uh, two race suspension he had to serve earlier this year for his scuffle with Lightning Larry White. Uh, That'll do it for us. We'll be back uh, next week. uh, Coming up this Saturday night, big race at Lancaster. The Tommy-Tony 110 for the Race of Champions Modified Series. The Tommy Drewer-Tony Jankoic Memorial. That'll be a big show Saturday night at Lancaster. The Bristol Night Race is next weekend. And uh, IndyCar back in action at Pocono next Sunday. We'll have the IndyCar race here on WGR next Sunday as well as the uh, Watkins Glen IndyCar race will be on our station or ESPN 1520 uh, Labor Day weekend. So that'll do it for us. Be sure to tweet us and Facebook us during the race today, and we'll talk to you next Sunday here on
0: WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.